0: Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are
1: you? I'm I'm doing dandy. I'm
0: really tired this week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same. I've been unreasonably tired for the last couple of days.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, well, anything new with you? Uh, Literally nothing happened over the weekend. (laughs) Did anything happen with you? Oh, well, I Um, have one fun thing happen over the weekend.
0: What?
1: Uh, MiHoYo, the, you know, the company that yeah. Creates Kinchen Impact, my currently my favorite game, successfully released a new character without any leaks, Ooh. and w- I'm not kidding when I say within 12 hours the fan artist just like exploded oh, on Twitter. Oh, is that the
0: one with like the white hair and the bangs? He has I'm like seeing? oh, it's a guy. Yeah, okay. it's a guy. I guess I haven't updated mine yet. It
1: um, oh, what call He has like red wine hair. He's a new Anemo character, and if you know me, you know I'm collecting the Anemos like Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So now i got to save for this other character. He's going to be on Kazuha's banner, apparently. But they successfully released him, and I was terrified by the number of artists that within hours of his release had fan art up I was like y'all work way too fast I'm terrified of artists
0: I thought you were gonna say that you were terrified because someone had already like drawn sexual fan
1: art oh they have now 24 oh. hours later there's yeah there's porn of it already I was and I'm about like, to we be don't like we don't even know what he's like all we know is that he is a self-proclaimed detective I was about That's to be like did they did they,
0: <laughs> did they determine his dick size at this point
1: <laughs> I guess we'll find out oh god names.
0: sexual animes like or fan arts make me so uncomfortable <laughs> Even sex scenes in animes make me really uncomfortable I don't like animated sex scenes
1: <laughs> So you don't like hentai?
0: No <laughs>
1: <laughs> What happened with you this weekend? Did anything interesting happen with you?
0: Uh, not really I started, like, journaling, kinda mm. I have so many notebooks, I thought I would do it So I started with um the one, like, at the top of my stack Which was the burn book you got me Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've been pretty depressed after writing in it.
1: Yeah, it hits hard. Like,
0: am I supposed to be depressed from journaling? I thought this was supposed to be a stress relief.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the burn book, like, the point of it is, I mean, I think, like, journaling in general is a a form of shadow work, which is, like, you're supposed to deep dive in.
0: That's what, like, I was reading...
1: The burn book throws me the hell off because like, one question will be like, what's your favorite color and why? And then the next question is, were you, were you abandoned as a child? It's yeah, and like, then
0: it'll be like, if you could choose someone to die, who would it be? I'm like, bro.
1: Yeah, there was one that was what? like... <laughs> Putin? Putin? <laughs> there was one where it was like, what is a character or... Or no, it was like, what is an animal that you see as a protector? And then, like, the question after that was, like, if you could bring any one person back from the dead, (laughs) why would you? And I was, like, why are we jumping from, like, zero to a 100?
0: And, like, you're not even supposed to go through it, like, straight. Like, it tells you that you're supposed to jump pages. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, journaling is... I enjoy it. I do find it kind of nice to be able to like sit in my room and on my bed and just like like have some music going on quietly and just write it it's I guess that is like the stress relieving part yeah and it has gotten me to like kind of because I'll put a timer on my phone if I'm not if I haven't finished journaling while uh the timer's still going then I'll get on my computer and I'll try to write or read
1: I mean that's good so that you don't get too far deep into your own head yeah. You got a message. Who texted you? My drug dealer. Oh. <laughs> put that shit on silent. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I did put it on. I put it on mute, but yeah. I have read about it being, like, shadow work, and I was like, mm mm-hmm. I thought that was something that someone told me that I shouldn't do as, like, a not-witch thing, but here I am. <laughs>
1: My is literally an open practice. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. Okay, so what I'm going to be covering today is uh, it's a little bit long. I'm gonna try and shorten it where I can because it's it's a really involved case. Mm-hmm. So, are you ready for this? Yeah. So this week I am doing the Diane Downs.
0: Oh. Murders. oh. <laughs> you went straight for it. Yes. Oh, so you know about them? I know (laughs) Diane Downs. You you
1: know, you know about the case of the of the mommy turned killer. Yeah. (laughs) For the sake of love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, This case is something else. It's frustrating. It's wicked, and in my opinion, Downs did not get the sentencing that she deserved. The
0: fucking well, because there was a big fuzzy man out there.
1: I know there was a big shaggy boy. Um, okay, so let's get into it. Okay, I'm listening. Okay, born Elizabeth Diane Fredrickson on August seventh, 1955, in Phoenix, Arizona, as the oldest to as the oldest of four to a very religious and conservative family. What is it
0: with people from that like from? What what year was
1: that?
0: 1955. That's what yeah? Born. What about like the like 60s and 70s? I guess 80s, that, like, people were like, you know what, let me go by my middle name. I don't know. Like, everyone's parents go by their middle names. Yeah.
1: I had. My parents
0: both go by their middle names.
1: I had a teacher when I was in elementary school that she didn't know what her first name was until she was in high school because everybody (laughs) called her by her middle name. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) She grew up in the 60s, so. Yeah, like, what was that? Um, so in interviews with Diane and her younger siblings, she had three, uh, their, their upbringing was very strict and for the majority of her childhood, Diane was a well-behaved kid. Uh, Diane did claim that her father molested her through most of her young childhood, but being a pathological liar, uh, this was never believed to be true. I couldn't find anything from her siblings on the matter either. Like they had no comment on that. Her childhood had a lot of movement, but eventually they settled in Phoenix again, where she attended Moon Valley High School. And it was in high school that she really started to rebel against her parents. The rebellion mainly seemed to be driven by her need for acceptance among the popular crowd, as yeah. she didn't feel she was accepted or loved within her own home.
0: That's why I started smoking cigarettes. <sighs> yeah. Not because um, I didn't feel loved in my own home, but because...
1: <laughs> rebellion. Um, no, tight. I wanted to be cool. You wanted to be cool? Yeah. And that I was literally to, why I started I wanted to
0: fit in with the, the cool kids.
1: That was literally why I started smoking, too, was because I was like, oh, it looks so cool when other people do it.
0: Yeah, but now I realize the cool kids that, like, I was friends with um, were just drug addicts. <laughs> yeah.
1: Most of mine became drug addicts, so I was the one who didn't. Because I was like, nah, fam, that's not for me. I'll stick to know. nicotine and sedatives. Um, at around 14, <laughs> <laughs> she dropped the name Elizabeth and started going by Diane. See, uh, there we go. Yep. Cut her hair short, bleached it, dressed very edgy, grungy, not at all what her parents wanted or what was expected of a proper conservative church girl. She was also described by former classmates and her siblings as being very boy crazy at this age. Always looking for the next guy to date, which went directly against her parents' rules. She wasn't allowed to date.
0: I, you know, I feel weird because everyone seems to have had their boy crazy stage. Or girl crazy I or whatever. Didn't. I've never had that stage. I didn't. I I would make up crushes in like grade school and yes. middle school because people were like, Oh, you have to like someone or they like say that they knew who I liked and then say it was like someone gross, so I'd have to like make like I'd have to pick like yeah, the least like, no, no annoying to... person to be
1: like, No, I like <laughs> Dude, I was the exact same guy. way. I never had any like I've said it before that I, these days, when it comes to, like, the sexuality spectrum, I say that I'm aromantic until proven otherwise, because it hasn't happened yet. I would
0: say I'm aromantic, too. I'm not a romantic person. Mm -hmm. The most Mm -hmm. I'll do is make you some pasta. I guess it, what makes something romantic?
1: I don't know, honestly. Mm. You're asking the wrong person. (laughs) Yeah. You both literally just stated that we're like, "Mm, wouldn't know. Never, never really felt that. Well, back to Diane and her downs. Yeah, so she was boy crazy, unlike us. So she wasn't allowed to date, uh, which directly went against her parents' rules, uh, but obviously she did it anyways, and started dating a boy who was 16 and lived close to her, Steve Downs. They dated through high school, but parted ways when she went to college at Pacific Coast Baptist College in Oregon, California, and he joined the Navy. They tried the long distance high school sweetheart thing, promising to be faithful, but Diane was not faithful. Oh. As soon as they were separated, she hooked up with a number of guys and got into a lot of trouble at school for it. She was eventually she was <laughs> <How> eventually did,
0: <laughs> you hook up with so many guys <laughs> that the dean of students has to be like, okay, look.
1: She got expelled for promiscuous behavior.
0: Oh no! And was forced to be is back in her parents. college. Yeah. You know, um, I think Baylor is something like that. Probably. Not that strict, obviously, because everyone seems to want to go there still, but like...
1: Yeah. So, she was eventually expelled for promiscuous (laughs) behavior and moved back in with her parents, which was not what she wanted because, again... Damn,
0: Diane. (laughs) Right. That's what Um, they called her in college.
1: Damn, Diane.
0: Diane, damn. Damn, Maybe she was the Michael
1: Jackson song, Dirty Diane. Oh. Oh. That's where you got it from. (laughs) Conspiracy. Um, So they were stupid strict, obviously. She said that it was suffocating living with them around the same time as her moving in. Steve returned, and they restarted their relationship, ran away, and eloped on November 13th,
0: 1973.
1: Oh. Uh, It was a really rocky relationship from the start. You know, shitty foundation, what with her cheating in a previous breakup. Uh, They (laughs) thought a lot, usually about finances and Diane's cheating. He always (sighs) felt like she was going to do it again. Uh, Why right. are
0: we all together?
1: But in 1974, they had their first child, Christy. When Christy was only six months old, Diane left to join the Navy, leaving Steve as the sole parent. It didn't last long. Diane made it only through three weeks of training before leaving due to her <laughs> claim of severe blisters. What and did later, you think being in the Navy? That's okay? what I asked. I was like, what did you think was going to happen? It's the military. Interesting. In later interviews, Down claimed that it was actually because Steve was neglecting the baby and she had to go home to take care of it. In Um,
0: 1976,
1: another daughter was born. That doesn't help your case. No, not at all. (laughs) In 1976, another daughter was born, Cheryl. Uh, Shortly after the birth, Steve had a vasectomy. However, shortly after this vasectomy, Diane happened to get pregnant again. Through an affair.
0: Okay, I was going to say I would make there be a paternity test.
1: Uh, Though she ended up terminating the the pregnancy, but not before naming the baby Carrie. I thought she had three kids. She did. Somehow, they stayed together and moved to Mesa, Arizona. They found work, and Diana found co-workers, who she had affairs with. I don't know how people, how do
0: people, like, get with so many people? We are in the age of the internet, and I literally, I'm more likely to fight a man I meet on Hinge than to sleep with him.
1: Yeah, I don't get it either, uh, but she had affairs with them, and she got pregnant by one of them. guess This time, though, she went through the pregnancy and gave birth to a boy named Stephen Daniel, who they called Danny.
0: Wait, she named the child that she had In through an affair. an affair after her husband, who is not the father? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching, like... Um... I told you it's bizarre. I feel like I'm watching, like, a life movie or <laughs> something. So, One of those movies that are supposed to make you really feel something.
1: Yeah. Uh, there was some speculation through authors and people who looked mm-hmm. into the case that she did that on purpose so that her husband would accept the kid as his own.
0: <laughs> she was so the type weird. that She was
1: the type that used pregnancy as a manipulation tool. She wanted to be a mom for all the wrong reasons. They were tools to get what she wanted. Uh, but despite the affair, Steve stayed with her until 1980 when they divorced. He stated that he primarily stayed with her for the sake of the kids, including the son that wasn't his.
0: People need to not do that. Yeah. I um, feel like that. that's... Well, no, I don't feel it. I'm just... That bored serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's... Every serial killer's parents were shitty people who have never... Who should have never been together.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not saying the kids are gonna be serial killers. They've made it this
1: far. (laughs) They weren't, thankfully. Yeah. Um, Following the divorce, Diane went through a number of men, again, both single and married, uh, even moved in with some of them. She was like all over the place, bouncing from place to place, relationship to relationship, which obviously, obviously, that was super unstable for the kids who she felt that she needed to take care of. And provide for when Steve left. Uh, She became a surrogate, thinking, ah, well, this is something I'm good at, getting pregnant and having babies. I mean, yeah, she is. But failed two of the psychiatric exams, one labeling her as psychotic, and yet she was still accepted to be a surrogate.
0: What? Wait, what? I thought you said she failed the...
1: She failed two of them. There there were several tests, and she failed two of them, one of them labeling her as psychotic.
0: I don't want my surrogate to be psychotic. They let her in anyways. <laughs> um, I guess, there was there a shortage of surrogates? Uh,
1: it was the 80s. Uh, um, I would think that. Maybe. At some point, I somebody, somebody was. was like, yeah, you know what, we're just going to ignore the psychotic part yeah. because in 1982, she successfully surrogated, sur- surrogated, I don't know if that's the right word, a girl. Uh, And was paid ten thousand dollars for it because of the money She jumped straight into it trying and failing to start her own surrogacy clinic during this She was dating a co-worker Robert Knickerbocker or known as Nick by everybody else and Called him the love of her life
0: Wait, they named him. They called him Nick to shorten his last name (laughs) Knickerbocker. Yeah (laughs) And she tried to start a surrogacy clinic
1: Mm mm-hmm this Didn't is
0: such a whirlwind. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but like, you know, freeform.
1: <laughs> the freeform version. <laughs> There's so much more drama and shit just hits you from side to side. I know. Um, he was married but separated. Uh, he said in the re- he said the relationship was, however, very intense for him, and he eventually broke it off claiming that one of the reasons was because he didn't like kids, he didn't like her kids, so he broke up with her.
0: I mean, fair, but why did you date her in the first place?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Diane was devastated with this breakup, and it made her very angry at her kids, feeling they ruined her chance at the man of her dreams. She began to resent her own children in turn. Now, you might be wondering, where were the kids when she was working or with other men? (laughs) Uh, um, I'm and guessing
0: they were home alone. Wait. For the
1: most part, they were either at grandparents or with their fathers. But very often, six-year-old Christy was left to care for her siblings alone. Jesus. So she's six. The middle child was like roughly five she or four and then an infant. She No. Um, neighbors noticed that the kids were neglected and very often hungry and underdressed for cold weather with no coats. Cheryl, the middle child, seemed to take the brunt of the neglect, Diane paying almost no attention to her. In an she interview, child. Cheryl once told one of the neighbors that she was scared of Diane. At 27, she with her kids moved to Cottage Grove, Oregon, which is it's a pretty small place, well known for their outdoor activities, hiking, biking, all that stuff. Super friendly, quiet, very community strong. Yeah. Always happens in these places. Uh, they have a bridge there that looks very similar to the one in Beetlejuice. It's cute. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. But even after moving, Diane was still very much obsessed with Nick, writing him regular obsessive letters. She did visit him once in nineteen eighty three, but he made it clear at the time that whatever they were was done and over. Nick later did say in interviews that she stalked him and it seems like she was willing to kill his wife if it meant that they oh. that she could be with him. He later reconciled with his wife, by the way. He felt very relieved when she moved away, by the way. <laughs> I bet. Diane had a messy life, uh, blamed a lot of her failed relationships and instability in her life on her children who were equally as unhappy with her as a mother as she was with their existence. <laughs> she hated them. Which oh, brings that's not funny. <laughs> we're laughing Damn. because it's sad. That's devastating. It's horrible. That's fucked up. Which brings us to the events of Thursday, May 19th, 1983.
0: Oh my god, that's just a couple days away. <laughs>
1: Right? Oh my god. Well, it'll, be a,
0: it'll be a few days after, whenever this is released.
1: That's true. <laughs> Diane and her kids had just finished being at a friend's house at around 9:30 p.m. close to Springfield, Oregon, which is about 20 miles away from Cottage Grove. Keep in mind the kids were very young, Christy, the oldest, being eight, and then seven-year-old Sherry, and Danny was three years old. Cheryl, not Sherry, Cheryl, was in the front while the other two kids were in the back seat. And according to Diane, even though it was late, Diane decided to take the scenic route home, claiming in later interviews that it was normal taking them on adventures. Hmm. According to her, all the kids were asleep while Hungry Like the Wolf was on the radio.
0: Why did she describe what the song was?
1: I don't know, but she made it a point. To say in basically every interview and interrogation that that was the song that was playing.
0: I, you know what? Christy also said it
1: during her testimony.
0: Really? That it was playing? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. You know what? (laughs) You know what I want to do? I want to throw a party and put that song on loop. (laughs) See how long it takes them to figure
1: out. <laughs> See how long it takes everyone. Do a couple
0: of other songs beforehand, just so everyone like gets loose and stuff, and then wait
1: for like the alcohol to kick Hunger in. Hungry like just the put wolf it. on repeat. <laughs> just loop it. Wait until someone's like, "When is this gonna stop?" <laughs> this is the theme. <laughs> so, hungry like the wolf is playing on the radio when all of a sudden she sees a man on the road flagging her down. Keep in mind, this was Diane's initial. This is what she said yeah. happened. It's like ten p.m., mind you. And she supposedly pulled over anyways to help him at the intersection of Marcola Road and Old Mohawk Road. Um, I'm saying that for anybody in Oregon if you want to check it out. Because I want to go there just to see it. Now, where this intersection is, one side is a river and the other side is just an empty field with okay. like some brush and shit. Uh, very isolated. For some
0: reason, I always imagined it to be on a mountain.
1: I always imagined that too. But when I looked it it's up... It's in an
0: Oregon and it's snowing. So I'm like, oh, it's a mountain.
1: But nonetheless, she still pulled over and spoke to what she described as a bushy-haired man. Like, that's how she described him. Yeah. She then walked up to the stranger, and he supposedly pulled a gun on her and demanded her car keys. Diane then said that she started to fight him, and it ultimately ended up with him grabbing her and shooting her in the left arm. Diane herself claimed he grabbed her arm, shot her, and said, now try and get away with it, bitch.
0: (laughs) I'm just imagining that happening and he like grabs her by the arm and he just like, like takes the gun. He's like, duh. <laughs> and then he's like, now try to get away. Like, you didn't, like, like she can't run without
1: an arm. <laughs> yeah. She then pretended to throw her keys into a bush. Uh, and while he was digging through the bush trying to find the key, she hopped into the car and tried to flee with her kids in the back who apparently had been shot as well.
0: That would have been nice to tell, tell us before she threw the keys.
1: Yeah. Wait, like, why? Um, this was the initial.
0: When did he have time to shoot the kids in this?
1: Apparently during the fighting struggle. Later interviews and interrogations. So they were like
0: swinging around he yeah, like, and he was like... Yeah, and
1: he was like just shooting off. Um, like,
0: and, like the Matrix or some shit? Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> Okay. Got some Neo vibes over here.
0: Diane sounds like a science fiction writer.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So after she pretended to throw the keys, he started digging through the bush. She hopped into her car and tried to flee with her kids in the back. She claimed that while she was driving, she started driving wildly to the hospital. That is not true. Diane actually drove really slowly to the hospital, and by the time she got there, Cheryl, unfortunately, was already gone. Mm -hmm. Christy and Danny were still alive, albeit barely. And both were in critical condition. Like Danny couldn't even move. Yeah. Christy had been shot twice in the chest, and Danny had been shot in the back. Diane had the most minimal injury, conveniently, being the shot in her arm in which the bullet shattered her radius and exited in two different places. But Diane still claimed that it was a horrible injury to her. Well, so if much it's an so, exit
0: wound, isn't that a good thing? Because then you don't get lead
1: poisoning. Yeah, like it's a good thing if it exits. Because you can get
0: infections from that.
1: It's, well, it's a both good and bad thing. It's a bad thing because now you're bleeding. Well, like, you're
0: bleeding, but, like...
1: The good thing being you don't have a piece of lead in your body anymore.
0: Can we talk about how she, like, shot... She got... She supposedly got shot in the arm, and she was still able to drive slowly
1: to the hospital. Dedication, my dude. So even though she claimed that it was a horrible injury for her, so much so that when she arrived at the hospital, she had a towel wrapped around her own wound, but had nothing on her that showed that she tried to do anything for the kids. The whole hospital was devastated by the scene of you know, a woman driving up with her three kids, all having been shot and expected the mother to be even more devastated. She wasn't though. She, according to hospital staff and interviewers, <clears throat> had no emotion when retelling what happened. She didn't seem upset, no crying. Like, everyone just couldn't get over the fact that she didn't have a single tear in her eye. Didn't seem angry, was completely emotionally flat with the police and doctors, despite the fact that two of her kids were clinging to their lives and one was dead.
0: You know, that's how they catch liars a lot. Is that they're crying with no tears.
1: Shout out to Amber Heard.
0: Oh, yeah, she is doing that.
1: (laughs) There's actually...
0: And you would think that being an actress in all these films she would have
1: you would figured out how to cry by now you would think so so there's actually an audio from an interview where diane says that in response to her kids critical states i just kept saying god do what's best you know if you gotta let them die let them die but don't let them suffer and in the audio she just sounds normal like she doesn't sound like she's crying or upset at all do you want to hear it yeah (laughs) i actually i got i actually have the audio it's great
0: for some reason, that reminds me of my grandma talking about chickens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd also like to point out that the doctor working on Christy in an interview later said that when he spoke to Diane about Christy's condition, he said that she was more concerned with the fact that there was blood on her new car. And like, no joke, the blood was everywhere on the car, but conveniently, she didn't have much on herself besides her own. And not concerned with the fact that her kids could be dead soon.
0: She was upset about the
1: car? She was upset that her new car had blood all over it.
0: Oh. Okay.
1: And when she was told that Cheryl was dead, she immediately accepted it. Like, the doctor that delivered the news even later went on to say that she seemed relieved. But when they told her that Danny had been shot in the spine and was now paralyzed, she was surprised that he wasn't hit in the heart. Oh. So, hospital staff already knew that something was up. Also, she immediately called Nick when she got to the hospital, not the fathers of the kids. Gross. Keep in mind, a lot of these details weren't made public at first. Yeah. Because of her reaction, the police were already questionable about Diane, but they went ahead and launched an investigation into her story, checking out the area that she said that it happened, getting divers to go into the McKenzie River, which was the river on the other side of the intersection that I mentioned, doing a complete canvas and speaking to nearby houses, asking if they'd heard or seen anything. Like they went all in to find clues to this suspect. So the story went national. It was all over the news that this mother had been flagged down in an attempted carjacking and that she and her children were all shot with one dead and two surviving were clinging. It, it, it completely blew up. The following um, weeks were met with a number of manhunts in Oregon for the man that supposedly did this, like the people especially in Oregon were super panicked over the concept that there was a man out there who was crazy and willing to gun down three kids and a mother for a car. Huh. People started locking their doors. Kids weren't allowed to go outside and play after sundown anymore. Mothers weren't going out in the evenings and definitely weren't taking their kids. And with nothing to go off besides Diane's description and some bullet casings, the police were stuck. They even created a composite sketch based off Diane's description, and that rotated through the country.
0: Dude, have you seen that sketch? I
1: have. I have.
0: It is so weird. I want to see it.
1: It really is. He doesn't look bushy-haired at all. It looks shaggy-haired, because later she changed her description.
0: Yeah.
1: So, because the media was super interested in this horrific case and wanted questions answered, Diane started giving giving interviews, and that's when shit starts to break. Uh, I went through a cycle of the interview videos, and in every single one of them, some detail of the event that happened changes somehow. However, the one thing that always stayed the same was that she showed no emotion through any of them. She's completely calm going through the events and that theoretically should be extremely traumatizing. In some of them she's even like smiling and laughing a little bit. The public sympathies very quickly started to drop. So because the police almost have nothing to go off of besides hearsay and suspicion, they actually asked Diane to reenact the events of the video to physically see, record, and nail down all of her previous statements in the hopes of understanding what happened that night. And she was more than happy to do it for them. The video is possible to find. I watched it and you can literally see her sitting in the car and that they're using and she's like primping and doing her hair and checking her makeup, like trying to make sure that she looks good being super casual through the whole thing. It's really eerie to watch because she's reenacting the most, the the, the gruesome shooting of herself and her three children, and she's laughing and making jokes throughout the entire thing. Uh. There's even a point when she's reenacting how she pushed away the assailant and jumped back into her car, and she bumps her cast getting into the car and, like, makes a whole moment out of it. She doesn't at all seem upset, like at no point through the video, you, can, you can't even chalk it up to humor and darkness, like it looks like she's having fun. Well, the video itself ultimately would be damning, because the way that she's acting in it, there is, like, there's at the point that I mentioned, when she bumps her cast, she begins to say, that hurt worse than, but cuts herself off. Oh. Immediately going back to reenacting and like laughing it off. That statement, along with the video itself, is what made the police decide that they need to take a different angle at this. The police think that the statement that she was starting to say was, that hurt worse more than when I shot myself. Mm. So they get a search warrant and they check out her apartment where they find a diary. And the diary was filled to the brim about her love and obsession with Nick. They found letters, they found poems, most notably she had contents in them that point to the fact that she was so upset and devastated by the fact that Nick didn't like kids and didn't want kids and that it made her sad.
0: Hmm.
1: So police started to consider that Diane wanted to get rid of her kids so that she could be with Nick. Like that was the motive that they're like, okay, what what can she get out of this? She could get Nick.
0: Yeah.
1: Eventually the police found more evidence and brought... Her back in for questioning to which her story changed again several times just within the two-hour interrogation itself within the two-hour interrogation she got visibly upset claimed to know who the killer was but wouldn't say who for some reason and then stormed out when the police continued to push for her to give them a name
0: I was, hmm, diane
1: i have the audio for that one as well would oh, you okay. like to hear it
0: yeah you guys seem to think that i should have brought diane with me i would give myself because i know who did it
1: you do know who did yes, it?
0: Yes, I do. I damn sure
1: do. You know him by yes, name? I, yes, I do. Yes. And song you saw him you you Yeah. Yep. It's pretty important. And so I saw him grab my arm and yank my arm out and shoot my arm and say, "Now try to get away with it. And I'm leaving because I know who did it. Bye. The time is now 1746, and Diane is just departed.
0: I know who did it. <laughs> I know who did. Finger snap. I don't I can't snap. <laughs> Crab hands. Crab hands. Yeah.
1: Um so given the overwhelming amount of motive, police go into the possibility that Diane Downs was the one who committed everything. However, the only real witness to this possibility were Chrissy were Christy and Danny, unfortunately, and obviously. Danny was too young to be able to testify he was literally a baby. Yeah. So they had to put everything onto to Christy. But Christy had had a stroke during her recovery and had lost a lot of her speech and motor functions. Oh. The police literally just had to wait until she got to a point where she could give them something. But they also did decide to wait until she was emotionally in a better place to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Even after she had started to recover from her speech... Started to recover her her motor and speech functions. This was a good move on them because she started to see a therapist. And work through the trauma of what happened, start to build trust within mm-hmm. that, that therapy. Um, in an attempt to help the investigation in case, the therapist asked Christy to write the name of who hurt her and then throw it into a fire until one day she didn't want to throw it into the fire anymore. Eventually the day came that Christy felt comfortable and safe enough to let the therapist read the paper. And on the paper it said, my mom. She was also able to later speak enough to be able to tell the police some of what happened to her, saying that there was no shaggy-haired man and it was her mother that shot her. Mm. That was everything investigators really needed to pin Diane. So a whole nine months after the shooting took place, Diane was arrested on February 28th, 1984. Obviously media coverage kicked back in immediately and she was back in the spotlight, which Diane seemed to really enjoy. She was said to be flirting a lot with the officers, guards, and reporters on scene. She was smiling for videos and photos. It's really creepy. While she creepy. was being arrested? Yeah, and taken to, oh, to jail.
0: That's so weird.
1: So Diane was charged with one count of murder, two counts of attempted murder, and criminal assault. Then, in a sick twist of irony, when the, day of tri- the first day of trial came, Diane got out of the jail car and was noticeably pregnant again. hmm there's actually clips of her walking into the courtroom and she's like showing off her pregnant belly, smiling and seeming very proud of herself for getting pregnant again. When she was later interviewed about why she was pregnant again, she said that it was because she was lonely and missed her children. So, so she it, fucked a guy? Yeah, to get pregnant. Could not find out anywhere who she fucked just... in order to get pregnant. Mm. Probably a guard. So, again, she was using pregnancy as a manipulation tool. In this case, she was trying to get sympathy. So the trial begins, and it's pretty, pretty like, it's not bizarre. It's pretty to the point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they lay out all the evidence. Chrissy actually was able to take the stand. She'd, had, she'd gotten enough of her functions back to be able to testify against her mother, and she was the one who told the jury about how her mother shot Cheryl and then reached over the back seat and shot Christy and Danny both. Mm. Through the investigation series, they also found out that while Diane never actually reported it, her husband and Nick both told the investigators and police that she had a 22 caliber gun, which was the shell casings found on the scene matched.
0: Did they ever find the gun?
1: I couldn't find anything about if they ever found the gun. But the casings were to a twenty-two caliber gun, mm-hmm. which her husband and her ex-boyfriend, quote-unquote, boasted yeah. that she owned. It didn't take much to convince the jur- to the jury for a psychopath, Diane Downs, was horrible at faking emotions and pretending to care. It was literally like she was asking the jury to convict her. She was way too proud throughout the entire case, through the whole trial and... Yeah. She was, like, smiling and talking to her lawyers and the defense. The prosecutors obviously put up that she... The motive behind everything was she was wanting to kill her children for the sake of winning back Nick.
0: That is... mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so weird.
1: Diane, obviously, she was found guilty on all charges. Psychiatrists later diagnosed her with narcissism, histrionic, and antisocial personality disorder but an insanity defense didn't get her out of this one. She did try it. Uh, She was sentenced to life plus 50 years in prison. However, she does have the possibility of parole. The judge made it clear that he hoped Diana Downs will never regain her freedom or see the light of day again. Um, She did apply for parole twice in two separate years that for some reason I did not write down. She was also up again to apply for parole in 2020, but she was denied for all three. She's still alive? Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, where are Diane Downs' kids today? The two surviving children were taken in by Fred Hugh, the prosecutor of the case. I think that's the cutest, like, silver
0: lining story. Yeah. Because My Favorite Murder did it, and they are like, like, because they were working with the kids throughout the process, and they were like, mm, we're going to take this. Yeah. You're so coming home with me.
1: They ended up taking the kids. Um, he and his wife, Joanna, officially adopted them in 1984. Uh, and as mentioned, Diane was pregnant with her fourth child in court, she had her baby in jail a month after her trial ended. The daughter was named Amy. Ten days before her sentencing, the baby was seized by the state of Oregon. Soon after, she was adopted into a loving family and was renamed Rebecca Becky Babcock. She grew up not knowing who her birth mother was, but she was always curious. So she, she knows now. Oh. She knows now who her mother was. Um, one fun thing. Not a fun thing. Mm-hmm. On July 11th, 1987... Diane escaped. Oregon oh, Women's Correctional Center. I never away. heard that. When wait, what year was this? 1987. Oh my god,
0: she escaped.
1: She escaped. It didn't take long for the police to recapture her, like they, they caught her again on June twenty fourth.
0: Well yeah, she had to tell everyone that she escaped.
1: She was sentenced to an additional five years of prison for deadbreak.
0: <laughs> how did I want to know how she escaped? Do we have an explanation?
1: I could not find her No! One.
0: How did she escape? I want to know.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, didn't take long for them to recapture. She was sentenced to an additional five years in prison for jailbreak to be served simultaneously <laughs> with her current sentences. Uh, that sounds like a small punishment for such a big crime if you jailbreak. ask me. Yeah. Yeah. She was eligible for parole in 25 years later, um, after the 25 years, when it was time for the parole to consider Diane, Diane Downs is considered a dangerous offender. And under Oregon law, that means that she would be ineligible for a parole hearing every two years until she's released or dies behind bars. In her first parole application, the murderous mother reaffirmed her innocence. Over the years, she explained, "I have told you and the rest of the world that the man that a man shot me and my children. I have never changed my story." She did. She probably should change her story because clearly that one's not working for her. Yeah. Her okay. I did. Oh, she
0: could have. Bl- she could have told him it was sas not Sasquatch, batsquatch.
1: She could have. What the fuck's wrong with her?
0: Mm-mm, you dumb bitch.
1: You had a perfect out. I don't know if it, people would believe it, though, because Squatch has never hurt anyone before, let alone, I don't know if he knows how to use a gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did actually write it down, but I just moved it lower in the document. Her first parole hearing was in December of 2008. She was denied. She was eligible to reapply in 2010, did it, was denied. And then she had to wait until 2020, but that was a bad year for everybody. And she got denied again. Oh, still alive, uh, 65 years old, and is currently continuing to send to live out her sentence in the Oregon County, or not Oregon County? Where is it? I had it up above when she escaped. Oregon's women, Oregon Women's Correctional Center of the Oregon Department of Corrections. That is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. Um, that's where she's spending her time.
0: 65, thriving and dying.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Love to see it. That story, like, that story always interests me. The ones where, like, the killer really tries to publicize things really interest me for some reason. Like, if you just shut the fuck up, you might have gotten away with it. And that's kind of a scary thought.
1: But I do have uh, an article up about her jailbreak that oh. she claimed that the reason why she as, like why she left and was trying to escape was that she was going to find the man who really did this to her children. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that my dear friend is the case of Diane Downs <laughs> the murderous mother. <laughs> How are we feeling? Oh that was um... <laughs> I knew you already knew the case, but
0: she cracks me up. She's so
1: dumb is the thing. It,
0: yeah. Like and first like of all, psychotic.
1: if you're going to lie, pick a story stick to it. Don't it's, add or change any details cuz you're yeah. not going to fucking remember it. Obviously she didn't cuz she changed it like 6 or 7 times just in the interrogation alone.
0: The the smart sociopaths scare me, but the stupid ones like this It's just comical, kind of.
1: (laughs) Like... Like, it's horrible what happened. And the kids, obviously, were forever...
0: No, yeah, like, it's tragic. And it's... But it's, like, so shitty that such a stupid, shitty, horrible person thought that they could get
1: away with this plan. Yeah. And still continues to maintain it.
0: Yeah, like,
1: it's... Like, it's gonna change anything. It's
0: horrible that such a stupid person carries out such a horrible plan. Like, a horrible, tragic plan. And they really think that they're gonna get away with it. So much so that they, like, do interviews and they tell everyone about the story and, like...
1: Oh, she was stupid cocky about it yeah. when I was going through like the interviews and watching documentaries about I was, it.
0: Sometimes I'll just go down a Diane Downs rabbit hole
1: and watch yeah. the interviews because it's really weird. It's really weird. And in all of them, she's basking in the amount of attention that she's yeah. getting from it. And I uh, just it's, all of them, I'm like, you're so cocky. You think you're going to get away with it. Yeah. Even in the trial proceedings. That's why she was laughing and giggling and like talking with her defendant. There were some also that were saying that she looked very flirty, like comments in yeah. some of the documentaries and the videos that I was watching where it looked like she was flirting with the defendant. Yeah. Lawyer that she had. And I'm like, this, this woman genuinely thought she was going to get away with it. Yeah,
0: cases like that are just alarming. Like, it's not just the smart people. Like, the stupid people will kill you too. Mm-hmm. And it's probably, like, the stupidest person that's close to you, too.
1: Yeah. It's also, for me, it's the fact that they didn't 100%. Now, I know that in all of the parole hearings, they did deny her. She hasn't gotten mm-hmm. parole. She's not going to get parole, I hope. But it's the fact that she has the possibility. Yeah. That's what gets me. So she has life plus five years for jailbreak.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> With the possibility of parole, though, it's been think denied. Of,
0: think of your stupidest best friend.
1: Okay, I'm thinking of him.
0: They might kill you.
1: (laughs) I don't know if he's possible of that. I'll be honest here. Um. You know who I I think is capable of killing me? Don't say it. (laughs) I'm gonna say it, you. Yeah, I know, me. (laughs) Only because I you're the know. only other person who, like, loves this and deep dives into it, you're equally as able to be like, mm, I'm better than them because I know where they fucked up. In all of these cases well, we go through. <laughs> no. I think I would still fuck up. you wouldn't. You're a Capricorn. Mm,
0: that's <laughs> true. That's true. Capricorns. I. I like how there's, like, nothing... On the internet that says it, but everyone agrees with me that Capricorns are the serial killers that don't get caught.
1: Sagittarius are the serial killers that do get caught. So are Scorpios. Yeah. The majority... Ted Bundy was a Sagittarius, too. Mm Mm-hmm. My birthday's only, like, two days away from him.
0: Yeah. I wonder if there are any Capricorn... I'll narrow it down that way. Capricorn Star Trek. Capricorn War Criminals. (laughs) Oh, wow. It shows it. It has one. Who, who is it? Okay, no, it says Capricorn criminals. Al Capone.
1: Al Capone? Oh, he's like one of the most famous ones, too. He was a January Capricorn. He was uh, basically
0: an Aquarius. That's diet. That's diet. Um, Aquarius. Oh, no. Who? No. Who? I shared birthday with Stanley Williams. <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh. I pity you. That is such bullshit. I was, and I was scrolling through, I was like, oh, none of these birthdays are, like, that close to mine. Spot on one. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well? Well? It's your turn now.
1: Yeah. What cryptid are we discussing today?
0: Okay, so, I'm excited about my fucking cryptid.
1: Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, she got a text message.
0: (laughs) I got a hinge message. Oi. Oh, I hate men. Okay. That's my cryptid. Men. <laughs> men. Okay, now, actually, actually. The worst wanna... of them all. I'm very excited about this cryptid, actually, because I love this cryptid.
1: I Do I get to guess? Guess it. Okay, well, I have my vodka crayon, let's think. You're excited about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going through my database, <laughs> and I'm like, which ones would she be happy about? <laughs> God, I don't even know. The frog man.
0: The frog man. Is that her you No. Or I boys? love sea monsters. Uh-huh. Fucking love sea monsters. Those are the best cryptids for me. So today, I'm doing the sea serpent. The sea serpent! <laughs> yes. Tell me about the
1: sea serpent. Okay.
0: I'll tell it's you all right. It's actually a cryptid I
1: don't know very much about, so.
0: Um, you know what? This is the cryptid that I know a lot about. So... The sea serpent is also known as a sea dragon because the sea serpent, it dates back like way before, like it's probably one of the oldest cryptids that like are on record. Mm. It's mentioned in the Bible. It's mentioned in like old mythologies. The sea serpent is older than our European version of a dragon, which is the four legs and the wings. The original version of a dragon through all the other mythologies is a snake-like figure. Yeah, like in like Asian culture and stuff, yes. it's very snake. I mean that like, is even the in, original dragon.
1: Even in uh, Nordic mythology, Norman Gonder. Yeah. Norman Younger Gor- yeah, I can't Which remember. we are gonna go under that. Jorming gonder. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about that. I've had a couple of drinks, don't mind me. We're gonna talk about
0: that. Not the drinks. You <laughs> need to stop. Okay. But never. Uh so some of the most no- most notable forms of the sea serpent or sea dragon come from mesopotamian leviathan greek and norse mythologies very particular one or like theme is the Drakenkampf or the dragon slayer from nordic mythologies it's a chief god whose role is to slay the sea serpents Mm. it's a very widespread in both uh near east and indo-european mythologies and oh shit where was i Oh, and even the Hebrew Bible describes a large, seas- large sea creatures as part of God's command, like Tananim in Genesis or the Great Serpent in Amos. Amos. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> in the Ionide, a Latin epic, there's a pair of sea serpents that kill Laocoon and his sons when he argued against bringing the Trojan horse into the city of Troy. And in, like, older versions and in the Bible, dragons were very serpentine, like I was saying. The four-legged dragon didn't come until the late Middle Ages. Like, think of, like, King Arthur era. Stuff like that. There are a shit ton of stories, including sea serpents. Like, Jesus fucking Christ.
1: (laughs) So many. I mean, you know, so, I study mythology. I've seen it pop up before, I just never bothered to go into depth with it. There's a lot. Like I think a you lot. mentioned the Mesopotamia. In Aztec yeah. in Aztec um theology, I think one of the gods was actually a sea serpent. Yes. Yeah. I
0: didn't get that one, but yeah.
1: Yeah, one of the I remember was. that because of
0: El Dorado. Yeah. <laughs> of El Dorado. That was a good fucking movie. It's a great
1: movie. It's a classic. 10 yeah. out of 10.
0: Me and, uh, do you have, like, a best friend movie with your best friend? Uh, yes. I, Me and Kenzie do too, and it's El Dorado. <laughs> like, we're both fucking obsessed with El Dorado, dude. Love El Dorado. Oh,
1: that's great. That's
0: that shit me and Kenzie will watch together. <laughs> <laughs> but, many of the stories include, like, the Babylonian myth of Tiamat, and... Hydra, Scylla, Cetus, and Echidna in Greek. And then, of course, there's the scariest motherfucker of all, Leviathan from Christianity. <laughs> uh, in Norse mythology, we had Jormungandr, who was a sea serpent that was so long, it wrapped around the entire world, which was uh, referred to as Midgard in
1: Norse mythology. He a lot of sp- his own tail, that's how long he is. Like, the part of it is that he's eating his own tail
0: Yeah. in order to wrap around. Some stories include sailors mistaking its back for chains of islands, like it's going up and down. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also appears in later Scandinavian folklore, uh, particularly in Norway. And in 1028 AD, St. Olaf, Solof, if... <laughs> You're gonna talk. Oh my God, Saint
1: Olaf—that's the town Rose is from, and that's Golden what Girls. I was
0: thinking. <laughs> and whenever I was like going to say it, I was so close saying Saint Olaf.
1: <laughs> the way that she said it. Yes. Rest in peace, Betty White. R.I.P. Betty
0: White. So, so Saint Olaf—he was said to have killed a sea serpent in Valdal, Norway, and it in the story he is said to have thrown the body into the mountain called. Okay. Hang on with me because this is a long word. Still to feel, it.
1: Still to feel it You probably said that better than I ever could. I probably I, said I, it wrong still. I, did, I, I tried. <laughs> the Any of the Nordic or Swedish or Finnish languages, like any of the dialects and the language in general, is beyond <laughs> me. Even Old Welsh, I'm like, uh.
0: Welsh is hard. I will. Welsh is hard. But, um,. If you look at pictures, like, this is a real mountain. If you look at pictures of the mountain, because there are marks on the mountain that, like, encourage this tale, it Mm -hmm. actually does look like something was wrapped around it and tightened, like you would, like, a string to your finger. Mm -hmm. It looks like that, like, there are grooves that go, like, in a spiral up the mountain. It's really interesting. In uh, Olos Magnus's Carta Marina, They described many marine monsters that included sea serpents, and according to sailors of the 16 and 1700s, serpents would destroy ships by wrapping them in its coils and then pulling them under. A lot of sailors who would see these serpents in the water would start throwing large objects like paddles and shovels overboard so that the serpent would hopefully take those under instead of the ship. In the Bible, we have Leviathan, who is a sea serpent that uh, symbolizes Israel's enemies and the Leviathan, if you look up pictures, like depictions and stuff, this is the scariest motherfucker you will ever see. I'm gonna look it up. He's scary. He's scary. He's kind of scary looking, yeah.
1: Is Um, he, out of all of the depictions, would you call him the scariest? That
0: I found, yeah. Mm. He's pretty freaky. Uh, he was a sea serpent that was killed by God and given as food to creatures of the wilderness.
1: Ooh, what ooh he's scary, isn't he? <laughs> he is scary. Yeah. What are the like extra appendages coming it off looks of like him? And so, Day. Yeah. And then there's the one with God smiting him and I'm like Yeah. He's fucking ooh. scary. He is scary. Um,
0: they never taught me that in fucking in Bible school. Yeah. They didn't tell me that either. That would have been the coolest part of VBS. What the fuck are y'all doing, First Baptist? <laughs> Teach the children about the Leviathan. Oh, he's in Final Fantasy <laughs> in the game. Leviathan is uh, used in very many Ooh, he's scary different in the game too. Uh, stories. They The name is generally used to describe a sea serpent. Mm,
1: as an author noted. Yes.
0: So, and in Babylonian literature, there is a battle that is recorded between the god Marduk and Tiamat, who was a multi-headed serpent dragon. And in the Hittite myth, myth, the weather god beats the dragon known as Ilyonkis. And then a Canaanite poem from Shamra from northern Syria records a battle between the god Baal and Leviathan, again. And so... So sea serpents, the stories of sightings and stuff have continued for centuries. Like even today, we're still getting stories about sea serpents, but there has never been an animal caught that has been even close to being identified as, that has not been identified as an already known group that could be put into a sea serpent group. Mm. Giant squids are thought to be the foundation of these sea serpent accounts because they can grow up to 50 feet long and they are frequent in regions that have various sea serpent sightings. They're, so the way they like to swim is like sideways kind of. So their mm-hmm. elongated arms, they have like two elongated arms. that could be like whenever they're swimming of like at the surface of the water, their arms could go like up and down through the water, so it would kind of make that serpentine look that could help people, or that could make people mistake it. But I don't know how much I buy that because, like, how do you see those long arms and then you don't see the gigantic 50-foot the gi- squid <laughs> attached to them?
1: How do you see the arms but not the thing it's attached to? Yeah.
0: Like, mm, mm. I don't know.
1: It's uh-uh. just weird.
0: Also, uh, sperm whales are very well known to kill and eat giant squids. And that kind of goes along with a very graphic account that I'll tell later on of a sea serpent and a whale in battle. Mm. Oh yeah. Everyone's probably seen like the classic picture of like a squid yeah. and a whale fighting or of a gigantic snake sea serpent mm-hmm. fighting.
1: Yeah, I've seen those depictions before. Yes.
0: So in the 1800s in the Americas, the sea serpent excitement was brought on by the idea that science could now explain all of the myths and legends that we had throughout our history. People wanted like a physical explanation as to why we have these things. In the US in particular, we had a, our very own sea serpent like we always have to.
1: We it's known to be as not the, like the other countries.
0: Great American Sea Serpent.
1: Of course, America is in the <laughs> name. And Great the Great American Sea Serpent. We are so full of it <laughs> as a country.
0: Yeah. So a lot of the sea serpent sightings and like stories are very similar all around the world. And there's actually a theory on that. Because so all of humanity originates from Africa Mm -hmm. and then like people started to migrate outward well DNA studies in Europe have found that our understanding of people migrating from Africa spread a lot further than they originally thought so people actually traveled a lot further out away from Africa and the migration patterns are thought to like help them understand why there's so many like similar stories of sea serpents like the South Asian Naga god who is responsible for tides and waves of the ocean which is just like the great sea serpent in Norse myths that rules the ocean and then Japan also has the Ryujin Japan has is, a
1: lot. Yeah. They have like basically they basically have like a sea serpent for any giant mass of water every canal every piece of the ocean yeah. like
0: Well, Japan is basically a small island.
1: So it is. It is a small island. But like each area has its own words and names and different depictions of them. I mean, just yeah. go watch Spirited Away. Like,
0: Yeah, and those are just dragons, but they can always, like, dragons can probably swim. So it's very obvious to see the connections in these stories mm-hmm. or, like, to assume them, but there's no really good way to prove that they are actually connected through that.
1: Other than just saying, we're all people, we're all
0: humans. Yeah, instead of just saying, like, it probably was passed down all the way from Africa, whenever humanity was first started. Um, in America, the newspaper articles of sea serpent sightings were often written to be read aloud, like they were adventure stories, so it was kind of like a, like a cool, fun fashion. It was like a fun little local myth for them. So... Let's go on to some of the sightings. There, I have quite a bit of sightings on here, and then we'll go on to the theories, which are very fun.
1: Okay, cool, I just finished my drinks, and now I'm ready.
0: So, in Aristotle's Historia Animalium, Strabo references the account of a Dead Sea creature being found by Posidonius, who was a Greek politician and it's said that he found the like the carcass on the northern coast of Levant. And this was supposed to have occurred anywhere between 130 and 51 BC. So Posidonius <laughs> found the thing before Christ. After Christ, on July 6, 1734, National Saint of Greenland Hans Egede's ship was sailing past the coast of Greenland when the crew said that they saw a terrible creature that lifted its head so high that its head lifted above the crow's nest.
1: Above the crow's
0: nest? Yes. What? What, what is above the crow's nest? Like its head. Its head? Yeah, it lifted its head above the crow's nest.
1: Where's the crow's nest, though? It's
0: the very... So, you know on ships where there's the really tall mast in the center, mm-hmm. and then there's that little area that you that they usually have a guy with a telescope looking out on? Oh,
1: that's the crow's yeah, nest? Yeah, that's the crow's oh, nest. Oh, I didn't know that had a name. For a bird's eye view, yeah. Oh, okay. So, it's <laughs> Oh God, that's tall. I'm sorry.
0: I wouldn't. I didn't try to explain it because I assumed everyone had watched Pirates of the Caribbean
1: <laughs> and specifically remembered the crow's nest. I i watched that movie. I did not process that that was what the name of that was. <laughs> okay, so it's that weird little watchtower at the top of a boat. Okay, yes. okay. So now it was right
0: above that. They said that the head was small and that the body was like short and wrinkled. And then it used giant fins to propel itself in the water. <laughs> the sailors said that they also saw a tail and that the entire monster was longer than the entire ship. So then again, in 1817 in Gloucester, Massachusetts, there was a legend of a sea serpent dating back all the way to the colonial times. and. In the 1800s, the Linnean Society of Massachusetts was summarizing interviews of people who were reported to have seen the creature over the years, and they suggested they suggested that the serpent should be a new species that hadn't been known to science before, and they wanted to call it the Scyllopus Atlanticus.
1: Scyllopus Atlanticus. What I don't know. Was, if
0: scoliosis with- was very popular back then, <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Because me, it had a little...
1: It had the little weird it the, like... It, it had kitchi the, kitchi the, the, the wiggle to it.
0: The wiggle spine.
1: <laughs> the wiggle spine. <laughs> I, I, I'm never going to refer to my childhood scoliosis as scoliosis again. I'm going to be like, I had a touch of the scoliosis. wiggle spine. I did as a kid, I yeah. feel
0: like everyone had scoliosis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm never going to tell it but, that real, again, though.
0: Real's parents just like swinging you around like that or something? <laughs> that like... Were they like swinging all side to side like you were a cuckoo clock? and
1: <laughs> Probably.
0: And it just like <laughs> sent you out of whack?
1: I, to be fair, for me specifically, genetically osteoporosis runs in the family too, which is the curve of the spine. So it, it wasn't much of a surprise that I had. It, mine wasn't bad though. Mine was very, very minor and ended up fixing itself as I grew up but it i'm can never be going to say. a very
0: hard thing for many people.
1: Yeah, it's, it can be yeah. like some people have to be in a what is essentially a modern day like plastic corset to reset yeah, them. Yeah, back
0: brace. Yeah. yeah.
1: I was fortunate i just grew out of it essentially. I However, mean, i'm never going to call it scoliosis again. It's going to be wiggle spine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're probably going to upset someone who has who has
1: scoliosis if you, if, if you they're call mad them about it they don't have a sense of humor. Because that's funny, wiggle spine. <laughs> that's like the, uh, Selena the other day was like, I don't have autism, I have a touch of the tism, and I've never been able to think of it as any other way now. I
0: like to think of it as a special personality. Yeah. But.
1: <laughs> 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 I would apologize for upsetting people, but like, if you're mad about it, get a sense of humor. <laughs> it's cute, it's funny, come on. But anyways.
0: Scoliophis Atlanticus. Sculiophis
1: amanticus. Atlanticus. 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 Yes. yes. Close enough.
0: Because we're in the Atlantic Ocean. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's where Massachusetts is. If you didn't know that.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> you, seem, you seem
1: surprised. <laughs> I didn't pay attention in geography.
0: So they described it as a dark, sinuous animal that moved vertically up and down like a caterpillar. And. Oh, a wiggle boy. In the actual, like, reports, like, the different reports in Gloucester, 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 whatever, in Gloucester, uh, very differently, uh, witnesses on shore said it resembled a line of barrels riding high in the water, and those who saw it in a ship said that it was like a, it was like a dark snake-like creature with a head similar to a horse. Uh, one guy, Captain Joseph Woodward, Shot a cannon at it. He shot a can. Did it do anything to provoke it? He was just uh, chilling and he was just like, fuck not that guy. what I found. <laughs> so he was like, fuck that he guy. He just saw it and he was like, kill it. Uh, <laughs> Such so a in man, 18, thing to do. 18 in Cape Anne, or off the coast of Cape Anne, they saw the creature and so they shot a cannonball at it and after shooting it with the cannon, he said, uh, Captain Woodward said that it shook its head and tail and started advancing toward the ship with its jaws open. So they pissed it off. Good job, yes. dude. Uh, he ordered another cannonball to be shot at it, but he said the crew was so seized with fear that they just, like, froze up. The They said that, like, their last, like, plan of action was to just move the ship out of its way. So... As they were doing that, they said that the creature almost touched the ship as they were like moving out of the path, like they just barely dodged it. And that afterward, it dove under the water and its head came up on the other side of the ship while its tail was on the like opposite side. So it was like doing a U under the ship. And they said that it just uh, remained around them for like five hours, but that it never attacked them further.
1: It was just vibe checking them. They didn't pass the first one, so it's like, I'm giving you another chance. I mean, you shot it with a cannon. I'm surprised. <laughs> for real. It's like, dude, you, it was minding its own business, and you pissed it off. And for yeah. what?
0: A lot of people want to explain the Gloucester serpent as a group of migrating whales or seals swimming in a line. Some propose that it could be a thought-to-be-extinct animal that could still be alive, like a long-necked sea dinosaur. And other people thought there was just one great american serpent like just a single one but it is possible that if there was like a species that hadn't been discovered before that there were the varied sightings were from people seeing different creatures like different yeah different serpents Mm -hmm. just not the same single one so it was part of a species or it was like a some kind of natural phenomenon Many people's first reaction, much like Captain Woodward, was to kill it, and that it was necessary to kill it. Another sighting, in New York City in 1845, Albert C. Koch... Koch?
1: Koch? Koch. Spell it. K-O-C-H. Koch. Koch. (laughs) Koch.
0: Well, he put on a show, and they had a skeleton of a sea creature, what they claimed to be an extinct sea serpent, and it was about 35 meters long. However, this was debunked whenever anatomist Professor Jeffries Wyman went to go see the skeleton himself, mm. and what he saw was a mammalian skull. So it would have to be I don't know a horse or a whale. Depend I don't know. I didn't see the skeleton. Uh, yeah, I guess. But like a mammal. And that the skeleton also possessed several bones from different types of animals, including an extinct species of whale. And then again, in August 6th of 1848, Captain Makuhai of HMS Daedalus and his crew saw a, they saw a sea serpent, which was then reported and debated in the Times magazine. So 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 the creature that they saw was um, the sighting occurred between the Cape of Good Hope and Saint Helena off of Africa, and the captain said that it looked like it had a mane or a bunch of seaweed washed over its back, and they the crew described the head as being flat and snake like, and they witnessed creature to have. They said it had about a four foot, four feet of its head above the water, and that they believed there was sixty more feet of it
1: below. Ooh.
0: Yes. So like a sixty-four foot snake. <laughs> snake. I'm a snake. I'm a snake. Um. So
1: it's stupid long. Okay. Yes.
0: They said that it swam very rapidly and that it remained in view for about twenty minutes.
1: I can't imagine like a sea snake not having like absolutely Deller hydrodynamics. There's no resistance. There's nothing to push against it. It just like smooths over it.
0: And their ability to Slither. Do yeah, to slither and like do things, uh freaks me out. Like I appreciate snakes, but they still kinda scare me.
1: They make me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Like I'm not Like I love them. I think
1: they're great, but they make me comfy. Uh, When they, like, do, like, their little things. I'm like, "Mm hmm, I don't like that you have the ability to do that. Did I tell you
0: the story about how my ex's snake got caught in
1: my hair? I don't think you did. Is this the one that I knew? Yes. (gasps) I loved that snake. Yeah, he was a cool snake. (laughs) I'm so sad that your ex ended up with him. Well, he
0: had him before we were even together. I'm not going to take his snake from (laughs) him. If Um, I had the
1: opportunity, I would have taken that snake. Well,
0: so the snake was, like, uh... He had a corn snake, and they're very active, like, they like Mm -hmm. to explore. And I don't know, I think it was, like, on my shoulders or something. It got caught in the tangles of my hair, like, because he was trying to, he was playing in the hair. Mm -hmm. And I was just letting him for a little bit. And then he got caught, and he started to freak out. And this snake was, like, four feet long. So I had a (laughs) four-foot-long snake freaking out in my hair next to my head, and I was like, oh, fuck, like, what is going on? I didn't know how to act. I was, like, trying to stand still, I was like, please, for the love of God, don't fucking bite me, like.
1: <laughs> You're just like, please be smart enough to figure this out yourself.
0: It's not venomous, but, like, still, the bite's
1: gotta fucking hurt,
0: I would imagine.
1: Like, what, two, two to four pincers just, like, sink straight into you? Yeah, that's gonna hurt.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, One of the officers of the ship said that it looked more lizard-like than serpentine, which I don't really know. I don't think there's much of a
1: difference. I guess lizards have wider. heads. Lizards have arms. They have arms, but I think the heads pretty much are the same. Yeah. I think just lizards have, like, five heads instead of four heads.
0: What What kind of lizard have you seen has five (laughs) heads?
1: (laughs) You know, forehead, like, there's a forehead and then there's the five head. What, I was saying that for the it, little
0: lizard hands. I don't know. So the little lizard
1: puts his. I was trying to say that its forehead is bigger, <laughs> whereas like snakes are more. They're like We're a good solid. Oval. Rango.
0: We're gonna have to watch Rango <laughs> and determine this <laughs> scientific research. Um, there was so Gary J Galbraith, um, mm-hmm. an evolutionary biologist, said that they probably just saw a sei whale. And mistook it for a serpent Mm. and despite the location of the sighting many people believe that it was in fact the great the great sea serpent of the americas but some said that it was probably a seal or sea lion that was mistaken for a snake others said that it could have been an unknown species of long-necked seal and uh this kind of seal would like it, it has also been used to explain the Loch Ness Monster, which I don't mm-hmm. know how you would get a seal inside there, but <laughs> or if there are seals there. I don't know. I haven't been to the Loch. <laughs> uh, I haven't
1: been to the Loch. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um,
1: that statement in itself is just funny.
0: <laughs> um. Others said that it was probably a plesiosaur that had not gone extinct. Uh, this was the theory that scientists... Very quickly dismissed. Mm. Not the long-necked sneal, seal, sneal, (laughs) Sneal. long-necked seal, but the dinosaur.
1: (laughs) The dinosaur, they were like... I don't "Mm." know which
0: one I would believe more. I don't know if I could deal with there being a long-necked seal out there.
1: I can't imagine. That
0: sounds way more
1: terrifying (laughs) than a sea serpent. (laughs) Considering seals are, uh, supposedly, a lot...
0: Sea lions are seals... Well, honestly, I don't really know the difference between a seal or a sea lion, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm not I, that my, smart. The
1: thing is, is what worries me more is that they're like, yes. Long-necked seal. Long-necked seal. Dinosaur? Not, no. Not the water stegosaurus. Like, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Oh, based on the witness accounts, though, some think that it could have just been a baleen whale, and the snakehead was actually the top of its... Mouth sticking out of the water. Mm. Baleen whales are like... Baleen whales look kind of like humpback whales.
1: I'm going to look up a baleen whale. Uh, I don't know what this looks like. Um, I still have Leviathan. That scared
0: me. So so in January of 1860, um, an astonishing animal carcass washed up on the hungry bay of Bermuda. Uh, An observer named W.D. Monroe drew it As he was observing it and it's considered to be one of the truer depictions of the creature. However what he drew was actually an identifiable species which would be the oar or the ribbon fish. Mm. They're two different types of fish but like they look quite similar I guess. So even today these fish are described as the real sea serpents. They don't have scales like most fish, and their dorsal fins and sensory organs look like hair-like filaments on, like, the top of their heads and uh, over by their pectoral muscles. Mm-hmm. And they're like bright red-colored, much like the mane that people like to say was on the sea serpent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so so the oarfish is reported to be the longest bony fish. Like, they're, like, long, skinny, serpentine fish. Um, They've been noted to have grown up to 30 feet long, and in some rare cases, even longer than that. Huh. Yeah. Kind of scary, huh?
1: Yeah. I just looked up the baleen whale. It looks like the whale from Finding Nemo. It might have. No, wait, that whale was not a baleen whale. That was not. I don't think so, but it looked very similar to it. Yeah. It's the teeth for me. I
0: don't know how you would mistake that, Wait, 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 no. I was, for some reason, I was thinking of Finding Dory. (laughs) No, that is the baleen whale. It is a baleen whale? Yeah. Okay. Because it's described as, uh, the baleen whale is called that because it has the
1: baleen teeth. Okay. The filters. Yeah, yeah. I recognized the teeth, and I was like, "That's in Finding Nemo." Yeah. I don't know how you would mistake that as a sea serpent, though. Well, it's because so whenever blind. they
0: uh, swim, sometimes they keep their like the tip of their mouth is above water. Oh. Whenever they're trying to eat. Okay. So it could be like it could be mistaken for a serpent head.
1: Okay.
0: Like a giant serpent head. Mm. But the oarfish, they're deepwater fish, and they're really not seen at the surface unless they're dead or dying. Mm-hmm. In 1897, one was actually caught off the coast of Australia, and it was sent to a German aquarium.
1: A German aquarium.
0: Yeah. That um, was a long journey. Yeah, I was kind of... Intri- I, was, I don't know. That was intriguing. But on to the next signing. On the morning of December 31st, 1948, off of the Portuguese coast... A naval officer described seeing a long black creature with a sharp head moving slowly in the water. He said that it was about 20 feet long and that with a head between like 6 to 8 feet long. And that there was like something on its back that looks like a mane. Other accounts claim to have seen one taken de- taking down a whale. Which <laughs> is what I was describing earlier with the giant squid. Mm-hmm. So in this tale it was like a large snake emerged from the water and wrapped around the whale twice. And that there was like a struggle of 15 minutes of the whale and the sea serpent fighting with like foam and water crashing all around them. And that the whale finally stopped struggling and its head sunk under the water. Mm. They said the, the snake was probably between 160 to 170 feet long and seven to eight feet wide.
1: Hear me out, conspiracy theory. What? Waves are not caused by the moon. They're caused by whales and snakes fighting.
0: I mean, that's what Norse <laughs> mythology said.
1: <laughs> I believe the Nords. The
0: the ancestors. <laughs> Those people kind of freak me out. The people who are like the white people who are like I'm going to follow my Norse and my Nordic ancestors. Uh, they like, scare me too. Bro, they were wild. You're from Katy, Texas, or fucking <laughs>
1: Wyoming. The Viking in you is gone. Yeah, I hate that too. It's, I'm going back to my roots, and it's like your roots are diluted. Watch, watch a spaghetti western and get it over
0: with. Come on. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this sighting of the whale and the sea serpent, could be explained as a whale and a giant squid, with the giant squid's two longer appendages wrapping around the whale, so it looked like there was um, a serpent wrapping around it twice. Mm. It was actually like being squeezed by the squid. In nineteen ninety seven, a Japanese fishing boat caught a strange creature's carcass in its net near the coast of New Zealand, and. This one is, like, really confusing, and I could not find anything else on it. But it was said to... The carcass was said to have been the thought-to-be-extinct plesiosaurs. Wait, it's like... Um, okay. Yeah. Alright. Whatever makes you sleep at night. Well, I think what got me was that, like, they... Earlier, people said that in another encounter with the one in Africa, that like scientists were like, "Fuck no, it's not an extinct dinosaur." And then now in nineteen ninety-seven, they're like, mm, "An extinct dinosaur." That's what it is. <laughs> oh, how the times uh, had changed. I couldn't find more on it, but the most recent sighting of a sea serpent uh, seems to have occurred in around two thousand seven. Okay, <laughs> but I couldn't in my find head more I was like,
1: "Wow, sighting. that's pretty recent." And then I was like, "Wait." That was 13 years ago. Was it That's longer years ago? than 13. Oh That's God. 15 years ago.
0: Whoa. <laughs> well, let's move on to the theories. Yes. So, one of the most popular theories is that the basking shark has been mistaken for a sea serpent or a monster due to its strange and giant appearance, which it has been mistaken before, so they're saying that Maybe it, most of these
1: other accounts are the same thing. Yeah, like, it could have been just another series of... Mis- yeah. yeah.
0: So, the way they swim... So, it's kind of strange the way they look. If you look them up, the basking shark. Uh, they swim with their mouths open, like, wide open, just under the waves, except for, like, they have a long snout. And that peaks above the water, which uh, can really be easily mistaken as being a giant snakehead. mm and they also have, like, a lot of gills around their neck that basically circle it. So, while they're in the water, their gills can appear to look like it has a mane, which is very popular among sightings of the sea serpent. hmm And they generally only eat plankton, but they have been known to attack people when they're being hunted down. And they, they sometimes, like, jump out of the water to rid themselves of parasites, which... Reasonably so, it could very well seem like a serpent is rising from the water if you're not expecting to see a giant fucking fish.
1: <laughs> Just leap up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, their washed up skeletons have also been mistaken as skeletons of sea serpents. You can, like, look up their skeletons and stuff. It really is pretty freaky. They're freaky. Freaky uh, bones? Yes. <laughs> I want a whale bone. A whale
1: bone.
0: Yeah, that's how Nicolas Cage got bankrupt. He bought a whale bone.
1: Ooh, there's a girl at Freaky Finds apparently, according to according to Val, that when she went to Paris and she was in the catacombs, she took a bone from the catacombs.
0: What dumb bitch takes a bone
1: from ancient catacombs in France and she's like so shocked and surprised and she doesn't know what to do because like a bunch of weird shit's been happening and like oh, a lot how of you people her the family- bone back. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like a Take it back. Put it back. Put the thing back where it came from. <laughs> so help me. <laughs> so, yeah. Stolen bones. Stolen
0: bone. Huh. If I was going to steal a bone, it would have to be the hip or femur.
1: See, I like the jaw bones. With the jaw bone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I just think it'd be cool to have a hip <laughs> but a femur, you could double that as a weapon.
1: That's true. That is very whittle true. it down or something. That is very true. See, a hip bone for me, I I would have that solely as a funny joke, for later when I get older and I blow out my hip inevitably. I definitely I'd be plan. like, it's okay, I have a spare, I, and then whip it out. Like. I would
0: very much like to keep my bones if they would let me, just the bones. Take my flesh, but give me my bones.
1: <laughs> like, go ahead, clean it, but I want my bone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> give me the bone. <laughs> so so a large number of sightings have also been explained to be incorrect sightings of already known animals, like porpoises swimming in line as they rise in and out of the water for air, which, like, at the right timing could look like a giant snake going a little <laughs> up and little
1: down. Doing his little S move.
0: Yeah. His little caterpillar thing. A large, this one gets me, large masses of seaweed have been mistaken for a sea serpent.
1: (laughs) Um, You just see like an entire pile of seaweed and you're like, oh my god, it's a snake.
0: Marine worms have also been suggested as explanations, which I refuse to even look it up. I do not want to know what a giant marine worm might look like.
1: I do. I want to look it up.
0: I don't like worms. Another, like, explanation would be the frilled shark, who is thought to have influenced many sightings. Oh, it just looks like a weird caterpillar. Okay, I want to look at it. Ew. (laughs) That looks like a centipede. Kind of. Oh, I hate centipedes. Oh, those are the most disgusting things ever. Whenever I was living in Oklahoma, whenever I was younger, we lived in a rock house. There was this pillar by the front door and there was a hole at the top and I'm still traumatized from it to this day. We were coming home from, I think like church or something one day and we saw a fucking centipede wrapping around the pillar. Mm. It was so long it wrapped. Ew. Oh, that was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. I hate centipedes. (laughs) Hate them. They're horrible. Are you sure you hate them? They're disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to touch things now. I don't want to. <laughs> no. you
1: Stands up and records from the other side <laughs> of the room.
0: <laughs> so you see. Okay, so the frilled shark. Oh, son of you. The frilled Shark. I regret doing this cryptid now. (laughs) The frilled shark is a deep-sea creature, much like the oarfish, to have a sinuous body and a box-like head that could be described as horse-like, like like many accountings, accounts, whatever say that they have. Yeah, sightings, experiences, you know, live life, love. (laughs) Um... And it also has, like, a lot of gills surrounding its head, so it, like, resembles a mane whenever Mm -hmm. they're swimming. Those are mostly found in the North Atlantic, off the coast of the U.S., and, like, seas around Japan. They're only known to surface when they're sick, dead, or dying, and they're really no threat to humans, despite how creepy they are. I still think they're creepy.
1: You keep saying mane. My brain is going to... You remember from Holes? The Seven Spotted blizzard. Like yeah. the way when they open their mouths and those little flaps come forward, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> no, no mane
0: like Simba.
1: <laughs> mane like oh, so like a lion.
0: Yeah, like they look like like it looks like it has like a furry mane basically.
1: I feel like that's not very hydrodynamic, but
0: okay. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, so in Japan they have the real which shows a flat-headed serpent with frills at its neck. Which like very much resemble a frilled shark. Mm -hmm. And my last theory, and my favorite theory, which I find very intriguing and interesting and mysterious, is that the sea serpents are actually whale boners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hate it!
0: Intriguing, huh? No! <laughs> what is a wheel boner? I hate
1: the image in my head. There are pictures of wheel boners. I know. I was <laughs> in middle school once. Oh, my
0: God. Um, I going to look it up really quick. But, oh, my God, no. baby, um... <laughs> <Katie>, no. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm looking up. Okay.
1: <laughs> this feels wrong considering on the TV we have an aquarium now. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: damn it. I wanted it to be true. I'm going to say it's true. No, I'm not.
1: Are you going to make I, a hard statement so, today or not? <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so I remember this rumor I heard about Nicolas Cage that. So you know how he went broke for buying a bunch of frivolous things? Mm-hmm. One of the. One of the things he was rumored to have bought was a whale penis bone. And, like, I was wondering, I was like, if I'm rich enough, like, would I want to buy a whale penis bone? Like, are they really that astonishing? Whale penis bone. Whale penis bone? They are supposed to be the biggest bone. Uh. (laughs) Oh, he did buy a T-Rex skull. I would definitely buy a T-Rex skull. But not a whale penis bone? Well, I said I'm still debating. Okay.
1: If you ever get rich and I go over to your house, you're going to have to put, like...
0: I'm going to erect it. No!
1: (laughs) Don't use that word with me. I'm going to erect it. Katie. It's going to be
0: in the fountain. (laughs) Or hanging from the ceiling like a chandelier. I hate where this went. It's <laughs> the sea serpent. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on, please? Wait, no, that was the end.
1: That is the end? Yeah, that was okay. the grand finale. It's the whale penis. <laughs> the whale penis was the grand finale. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think for one, I possibly... Okay, here's the thing. I could get behind the idea that there's a sea serpent... If for nothing not else not a but whale like,
0: penis, I know that there's a whale penis. <laughs> <laughs> I know
1: this exists. I'm talking about the cryptid. Okay. <laughs> I can get behind that one because like what? Maybe like 5 to 7% of our entire ocean has been explored. I'm one of those people that also is fully I 100% believe that there could be mermaids. Do they look like Peter Pan mermaids? Um, Absolutely not. Do they look like Harry Potter mermaids? I don't yes. think
0: they're intelligible. I think they're probably, like, dolphin intelligible. Yeah. If there are mermaids.
1: If there are mermaids. I
0: think they're scary, and I'm okay with never discovering them.
1: Yeah, but it goes to me. It's like the sea serpent. I'm like, it's extremely possible. We don't know what's in what We don't know, you know, 5% about the thing that covers 90% of our planet. um,
0: I don't know if it's true or not, but I did hear that, like, there was a fish to have thought to be, like, from the prehistoric era to have gone extinct and then there were just a bunch of them found off the coast of Australia.
1: I just I think it's also because I'm like, well for the longest time people didn't think giant squids were real. Then it turned out they were.
0: Yeah. So I'm like
1: what is stopping the, the sea serpent from being real?
0: Oh I was right. Is the colacanth. Colakanth. Oh which they're kind of freaky fish.
1: Oh, they're so little. They're big! Or oh, I was looking at the ones in the palms of hands. Let me see. Give me a bigger picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can get pretty big. Yeah. Well, then. I personally, I could get behind it. I could think that it's possible.
0: I think I could, too. I don't believe in the bat squatch, though. No.
1: I don't either. I know I covered that's cryptid, but I don't believe in it. <laughs> There's only a small number of cryptids that... Yeah. I actually like have stocks. Well some of them are
0: just kind of ridiculous.
1: Yeah, some of them are fucking stupid. There's ones that I could totally get behind though. Like I can get behind the Wendigo and Skinwalkers and Yayorona because I have had an encounter with Yayorona. Well those (laughs)
0: are like curses too. Yeah.
1: so. So I'm like for the most part, with sea ones, I could totally get behind those. Because, again, we only have, like, what, 5% um, of our ocean is... Just, I think is, that's
0: kind of why I like them so much, because they're kind of scary in that sense.
1: Yeah, like, there's a very high possibility they could be real. Yeah. Are they exactly what we think that they are? Maybe, maybe not. Ugh. But, like, we don't have the knowledge about our ocean to be able to say that it's not. Yeah. So, but... also, me just being somebody who loves mythology, like, nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice.
0: Well, it's, it's like, something
1: that's pretty universal among a, a bunch of cultures.
0: Yeah. So I think uh, one of my, what I liked whenever I was researching this or I thought it was interesting was that it actually mentioned the Trojan horse because that's like my favorite tale. Like, because uh, mm-hmm. whenever I was younger, we would watch the Pied Piper mm-hmm. and he told that tale and I like love the Trojan horse. And whenever I was younger, like I thought it was true. Because I'm stupid. No, I think but a lot then, of people
1: thought that Troy was real.
0: Well, so Troy was real. The Trojan horse, they think, was not. But there was actually evidence found that there was something kind of like the Trojan horse yeah. to have invaded Troy. So it's
1: like... Troy was real, and there was evidence of something that could have possibly been the Trojan War. So
0: I'm like... I, I think it was something similar. Just maybe not them hiding... Like a whole army hiding in the Trojan horse. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was interesting, um, and it didn't really give me much description on, like, how the guy got eaten by a sea serpent No, for, myths are funny, cryptic um, like that. Disagreeing?
1: <laughs> Get it? Cryptic,
0: cryptic. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm funny. My thought was, like, he was the one guy who was like, mm, maybe we shouldn't let this <laughs> strange wooden horse into the
1: city, and they were like, throw him out. <laughs> give him to the snake for me, it was for me it was Norman Gonder, personally, just because that one was interesting to me. But the I've... idea of like a snake eating its tail is what has created what yeah. we know as as Earth and and Which, the human. Plane. Honestly, can we talk about how
0: stupid he is to eat his own tail? Because like it's not like he was so thick that he just wrapped around. Like he could have gone in lit- levels. Yeah,
1: and like circling. Like but... he
0: could have spiraled. Why did you have to eat your own tail?
1: There's a lot of stories that involve Warming Under, obviously, because he's Thor's, you know, fated enemy, but...
0: Well, he's the ruler of the ocean, too, Yeah. so, like...
1: So, there's a lot of stories involving it. However, they never really went into detail. Not that they really could, because there was only so much of ancient text that survived modern day. Well, they're and still most finding of Nordic... it, they're still retranslating and going through everything. Well,
0: and most of Nordic stories were lost because they told most of their legends and tales through word of mouth.
1: Yeah, it was oral Because it was
0: older than, like, writing for them, at
1: least. hmm I mean, even with Greek mythos, like, Homer didn't create everything. He wrote yeah. it down. This was stuff that had been spread through word of mouth, which is why it evolved the way that it did.
0: Yeah. Like, Beowulf, they don't... they. No one has the actual story of Beowulf. Because the only thing they can find is, like, the latest...
1: Like, the one text mouth. that made it. Yeah. The one text that made it when this random-ass monk decided to write it down. That's, that's all they got on it. Which, that in itself is interesting to me. That's cool to me. But it was interesting to get more concepts of it. Yeah. And see, like... did Beowulf different-
0: fight a sea serpent...
1: No. He fought I thought he
0: did when he swam too.
1: He fought sea creatures, but not a serpent.
0: Oh, I thought he fought a serpent.
1: No, not the serpent, but he a fought serpent. Grendel and then when he was sinking down into the ocean because he has the lungs of a freight train. Yeah. He had to fight basically lake monsters and sea monsters on Why his way down. Why didn't he just take a boat? Because she was under. He had to sink to the bottom to get to Grendel's mother's cave.
0: But, like, no, whenever he was going over there initially, he swam. Because he, he had to swim cool across the channel. Because it's
1: Beowulf and he's super cool, dude. He fights a dragon at the end. He dies, but he fights a dragon at the end. I thought Beowulf was kind of hot. <laughs> I I did in the beginning, but I've had to read that fucking story, like, nine times. Bro, I read it
0: six times before, like, as a child. I was, like... And then I got to senior year in high school, and then we read it, and then I moved schools, and then we read it again, and I was, like, I am so sick of this shit. Just watch the movies. They say the same thing. I don't care what anyone says. They're the same fucking thing.
1: I had to read it, like, three separate times in high school, because I was AP kid. And then... That is so stupid. Senior year, I dropped all of my AP classes because I just wanted, like, a smooth senior year. And then they read it again. And they fucking read it for the first time senior year. And then I got to college, and because I'm an English major, every single year up until this year, my senior year, at some point they wanted to go over Beowulf, and I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I'm over it.
0: You would think that, like, a professor would have thought along their, like... Lesson plan that they were like, you know what, they probably have already read Beowulf. We have made this so very long,
1: so we should probably close it off. Yeah, so this episode we went over Diane Downs, the mommy murderess, and... And The sea serpent. Yeah, yeah. Very notable. Two very notable pieces, I think.
0: Yeah, I thought it was very interesting information.
1: Yeah, I have no clue what we'll title this Oh well, we'll figure it out later Alright, this is us, signing off (laughs) This has been Criminal Slash Cryptid Bye Bye